Hey everyone, Alex Albisu here. This season has been great so far. Our producer and editor, Bobby Frankenberger, has made these episodes easier than ever to keep up with and enjoy the ride alongside our contestants. However, if you want to get the full loaded version of the episodes with the uncut version of the coaching and judging sessions, then head over to Patreon and support the show. Head to patreon.com slash top podcaster and get the full versions of the episodes along with other cool rewards. That's patreon.com slash top podcaster to support the show. It's the week everyone looks forward to, with the exception of our contestants. Yes, it's Comedy Week, the toughest week of competition in the season so far. Which of our teams will get the hoots, and which of our players will get the boot? You'll find out on this episode of America's Next Top Podcaster. Greetings from America's Next Top Podcaster, a masterclass in podcasting that got up in front of a brick wall wearing a sport jacket over a t-shirt, told some jokes, and turned into a reality competition. I'm your host, Brian Ibbett. On the last episode, the daily news format proved to be tough on the makers as Vincent got sent home. And if that weren't enough, we shuffled our three teams down to two, saying goodbye to Connect Four, Blue Fan Group, and the makers in the process. Stepping up the difficulty one more level, it's comedy week, so our newly arranged teams now have to come up with a comedy podcast. Chetna and Tony welcome Will under their new team name, Hats on Hats, and they begin brainstorming ideas. Trying to get into uh, comedy mode. Um, All right, so uh, I guess we can go straight into shop, but Will, um, I guess... We'll tell you a little bit about ourselves. Sure. Um, I'm I'm Tony. I don't really know what more <laughs> there is to say. I've been podcasting, I guess, a little under 10 years. Much like you. Again, I did stalk you. Um, it's okay. I do a little bit of video editing. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, you do way more than I do, but I also do video editing. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I have not done the homework. I clearly don't know about you, Will. Um, no, so- you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I also am bad about doing the homework. Don't worry about it. So um, I'm, I'm not big in podcasting, but I think I've started last year um, to do my own thing um, to cover some stories. I do some narrating on top of the interview that I do. So I try different things. I get bored of my own thing. So um, if I have to listen to my own podcast, I have to switch it up. So I've already done a lot of recordings. I just have to edit them. Um, so I do that all by myself. I'm not great at it. Um, I don't have to add music like crazy and edit them. So it's easier just audio files. I don't know if you want background about me. I know Tony's been stalking me, but um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, um, well, I got it. So he does. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> He's got. He pulls up my resume. <laughs> Let me. I mean, um, yeah, so I, I guess I must, I might be the youngest contestant that they've ever had. I'm 25, um, so I'm, I'm still fairly new to podcasting. And I started my first podcast last year, my only podcast, uh, which is called Conspiracy. It's like a half scripted, half improv comedy show um, that has like a. It's very hard to sell. It's, uh, it, it's set in a post apocalypse, and uh, we do like a new show essentially. Um, so so I have some experience with comedy, which I think doesn't help me and probably hurts me. So I like the idea of, I know Chetna put out movie reviews and then we talked about product reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like with the product reviews idea is that we don't have to write comedy, you know, sitting down the three of us to try to write jokes. That's never going to happen. That's, no. 
you know, we can look up, find some reviews um, for either odd products or funny reviews for normal products. Yeah. I have been big on everyone just record a separate track because it usually sounds better. Um, but I don't think we can get away with that with with this. Um, I was thinking Will Will seems like a good writer, but we all would write our own. <laughs> I mean, he has a he has a pen in his hand. He's uh, happy to write. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah, I'm fine with using something like Zencaster. I will say my group uh had pretty good experience just um we did record all separate tracks. Everything's been recorded uh, locally and then shared to whoever was editing, which all but one week was me. <laughs> I didn't edit. Uh, my interview episode was the time I didn't edit, but every other time it's been me. I, just off the top of my head, I was thinking, you know, it's a round table. We sit down, we talk about whatever products, um, you know, oh, I got some crazy ones for you today or something mm-hmm. uh, and go through the reviews. But we definitely need a container you know, um, yeah. and, and, and it's been, I don't want to say easy, but that part at least hasn't been an issue the past few weeks. A lot of that's been given to us. Right. Um, so it's a little added challenge. I think leaning into like a dramatic reading will help a lot too. If we really put like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we can, we can speak normally in between segments, but like the second you start re- reading that, that review, you need to like ham it up you need to like be chewing scenery on this kind of stuff right like otherwise i think you have to sell it um (laughs) yeah so chatna i'll I'll just say this um doing the editing this week obviously do your best but just be prepared um because yeah sometimes it's a little brutal when you're the one that physically did it and you're like oh every little thing you know so yeah just yep you know at least we're not on camera they can't see the tears (laughs) (laughs) they they can hear me go quiet yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right so this is a good um yes um so i will try my best out and and one of you be ready i'll hand it over to you guys to final yep but i I think i can do this um let me let me try because i've done this before um and i do it every week for my podcast but it's not music heavy but but yeah should be okay and it's all good cool 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 so um, all right i'll start posting some uh items and articles and reviews cool and writing some stuff tomorrow morning i'm done i'm checking out for the night <laughs> it's late yeah it's seven yeah uh, i'm like all right i'm gonna get food i'm done i'll see everyone tomorrow yep great to meet you right. guys like finally yes, like it was a, you know it was a pleasure <laughs> cool uh, let's right. do it we're gonna team up, we're gonna team up. we got this we got this take out your old friends <laughs> With a solid idea in mind, the Hats on Hats team meet with their special coach this week, comedian Jill Kimmel, to get some advice on writing comedy. It's a tough one this week. Um, So my question was going to be a a broad one intentionally, but uh, for the sake of this contest, what what is funny? How do you define funny and humor? Um, That I mean, the audience the audience defines that. You know, because you could be talking about the funny. Earlier, I said anyone who you know is smart is going to get the COVID vaccine, and it's like, oh, right. Meanwhile, if I was telling that in a room full of like Texans right now, they'd be like, <laughs> yeah, right. So it's really the audience. It's like, what's my audience? And like, go from there. If you're talking to college students, they're not going to necessarily want to hear about menopause. But like my people, hey, they're all in. You know what I mean? They understand the hair on the chin thing after fifty. You know. And it's 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 worse because it's three people listening in three separate locations. They're not in a room together. They're not laughing together. Yeah. Um, 
But that's also fine because it doesn't matter. Because when you're doing your podcast, you're not going to be able to hear people laughing either. Fair. So it's actually better that way because it's like for me, starting in stand-up, I'm on a stage. Oh, I get this feedback. I love this joke. The crowd loves this joke. And then you're doing the Zoom show and you don't get that because you can't hear these people and you have no idea. And they're distracted by their dog or the pizza delivery or whatever it is. So it's actually good to be just like on the same platform for the judging as you would be for a regular podcast. I'm coming in. I've not worked with either of them before this week. I, I've been on a different team up until now. Um, how do you kind of get, because like obviously if you're doing either two or three of us hosting some kind of comedy um, podcast, how do you kind of build that sense of uh, uh, like playing off each other very quickly because we have to get it built before like Friday when we have to turn it in? It's called acting. I mean, you okay, know. acting, perfect. I'm gonna write that in big letters. Acting, uh. you make it kind of thing. They don't. Know, the audience doesn't know that. Nobody knows. Sure. Are the new guy in? Unless you want to tell them, and if you want to tell them, that's good too, because you could come from the angle of like, okay, well, you do know each other, so you. But for, as for me, I, you know, so you could come at it from that angle if you wanted to. They, they can either know or not know, just depending on what you prefer. Gotcha. And um, going off of that, um, do you recommend a structure for the comedy? Because even though we want it to be free flow, but there is some behind the scene, a framework or a structure that we want to stick with. Uh, let's say we are giving product reviews. Let's say all of us pick a product on a specific uh, site, um, either, either read off of it or something. I mean, just giving a premise so that uh, we could reference something to talk about. So do you recommend a structure, um, uh, keeping in mind that this is being a podcast, right? Absolutely. So, absolutely. It's a podcast, so they can't see what you're doing. And they're just like in their head, they're just shifting gears every time a new voice pops in. So, you know, yeah. they have to like recognize, oh, they, obviously you're the girl. So that's easier for them to determine that, oh, she's talking now. But without, especially with three people, if it was just one of you, I would say do whatever you feel like. But like three people, definitely be like, okay, this is the structure. I go first, then he goes, and then this one goes. And then this is how we answer it. We go what we like about it. We go round robin around the room. And then we say what we dislike or whatever structure you come up with. But I think for sure you should come up with some kind of structure because three posts is a lot of hosts. Well, if, if nobody laughs, some of us, uh, one of us gets sent home and eliminated from the competition. So, so who yeah, no, no pressure there. It's a, such a fun environment to try to do something funny when our oh, life I mean, is on the line. And like people feel like, oh my God, that's such a fun job you have. You're like, yeah, it is. But also my ego and self-esteem depends on your response, dicks. With a concept in mind and some comedy tips from Jill, the team gets their usual weekly advice from Tom on how to approach a comedy podcast. So, comedy. Uh, forget everything I've ever said in any other coaching session and just stay loose. Be funny. This this is the week you're permitted to just go for it and just let loose and be funny. What if some of us don't have the 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 comedy timing? That's called uh, being a straight person. Not in the true. Like, like not in the way like straight or gay, but in the in the like you're the you're the we need a better word for that. I never really thought about that, but yeah, no, the the Abbott and Costello, uh, Abbott isn't funny, but Costello plays off Abbott, and Costello isn't funny without Abbott.
So we came up with Amazon review, product reviews um, is mm-hmm. the premise. And um, I think uh, Tony and Will have done or have done a lot of comedy. Um, so they both were thinking of reviewing some of these fun products from Amazon um, as a prime time. Um, I am taking on editing this this week. So any comments about the, the premise and the idea itself? <laughs> well, you're going with parody. That's a smart choice. Uh, that That's easier to execute. Um, and so then, yeah, ha, ha, however you can write these to make them funny. Like, what are your ideas there? That's what I'm really curious about. Fortunately, and again, I'll be honest with you. Fortunately, a lot of these reviews already exist because they're real product reviews from real people. So you're just finding actual stuff out there that's funny? Yes. Yeah. Ah. Do, do you think it would be better to come up with original content? or do No. You think, okay, cool. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. No, that's harder. That's what I thought you were doing. Uh, yeah. If you can find funny reviews that are out there, that's that's like Jay Leno, like home run stuff, right? I'll, I'll ask that. I'm not with Nikki on a team anymore, but I'll ask the Nikki question. Are there any pitfalls here? Yeah, the pitfalls are it's not funny. Like, you know, <laughs> you don't pick the reviews that make the judges laugh. Uh, but really, that's the only one. Like, I think you got a bulletproof idea as, as much as it can. Uh, so just don't get in your own way and make sure the deliveries are are not burying the funny stuff. And make sure you pick reviews that have funny stuff in them. That Those are your, those are your obstacles to overcome. Okay. Finally, after working through a concept and getting all the advice they can, the team works out the final details before recording. I still have to find my my products. I sent a list with a bunch of them, but obviously you're not limited to that. Yeah, I threw a, I threw four links. I threw a couple articles in, and then as well as someone put together a list like on Amazon itself, and also there's a, a subreddit for funny Amazon reviews. I put nice. that in there as well. And, um, and also there is a, uh, I think, Instagram handle or TikTok who does um, a great find on Amazon. And you should see the comments below them. Those are hilarious. Gotcha. Um, but I think we don't have to be crazy because I think we should get to it um, sooner than later. Um, I think we have enough at this point as content. We need to reshuffle them and make it solid. Yep. Um, yeah, I let me think, think about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling with this one. Because mm-hmm. comedy is probably the most, at least in my opinion, the most difficult um, challenge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm very stressed about this one. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all ears on you guys. Oh. <laughs> well, and like I, my podcast is like a comedy podcast. So like if I lose this one, it's like great. It's like this is this is the one I don't I really don't want to lose on. So and, and you know with that. We may we may bring it in simple as well. I had this little, you know, introduction back and forth, blah blah blah. But I may trim that down as well. I'm cool with um, that. To cool with that. get get to the funny and get out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I think if we don't get to the funny quick, they're gonna critique that. I think. Okay. So, yeah. I agree. With Chetna editing their episode, Will was able to take a break and talk to me about splitting up from Nikki and working with a new team. Hey, Will, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. So a little bit of a shakeup this week. A Just a little bit. <laughs> the weird way that the ping pong balls bounced. It just uh, only separated the blue fan group. I don't know why I really, I really used the random approach to... Um, well, yeah, it landed on me and Nikki, but that's... I, I guess I'd rather at least have like, you know, 
um, Tony P and Chetna can like have been working together and at least have some familiarity, even if right. I'm the newcomer in the group. Right. Do you feel, do you feel like the newcomer? Like, do you feel like, um, when you stepped into that on Monday after we recorded, did you feel mm-hmm. like, okay, hi, I'm the, I'm the transfer student. Uh, where's the, where's the lunchroom kind of thing or oh, a little bit. It's mm-hmm. weird to do introductions on, on week seven, <laughs> but we did introductions on week seven. Sure. Uh, sure. yeah. You know, it's just, it's, um, I mean, at this point now we've, I've worked with everyone left but dusty so at least you know if, if we get shuffled again i know everyone but dusty, oh that's a good guess point is, so you've already done the recording so now it's just up to editing are you doing the editing or is uh no i get a break this week <laughs> <laughs> oh right because yeah you were doing the editing for blue fan all the way from the beginning were you i i didn't do the interview week because i did the interview so so right. jeremy took that on but okay. i've done every other week and uh it, it burns you out <laughs> it's, it's editing is uh Time, very time consuming because you're, you know, obviously you're on all the planning stuff as well. And then yep. like everyone else is like, all right, and slaps in the back, like, good luck. <laughs> do great. <laughs> I do kind of wish uh, that I had let Nikki edit last week uh, just so that she could. And I know your conversation with her last week was like, do you feel ready to edit for when like Will's not around? Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I do a little bit wish that I had. Uh, I probably, and Nikki, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> and I, I'm not. I'm not perfect. Like I, I've, I've gotten critiqued on it each week. And I think part of that is because I come from a background of video editing sure. and video and sound design for video, which is very different than how it's going to sound in a podcast. So like it is me unlearning uh, how you mix for video right, and, and mixing right. for audio. And I think you guys are going to do a great job after listening to your discussion yeah. with Tom. I think you guys are going to do a great job this week too. So I, I had a lot of fun. Uh, the, you know, kind of like, leaning into to some of the voices that we're doing or like not not so much voices but you know uh there's a part in it where i had to lean back from the mic quite a bit uh to be loud and that's always kind of fun to mess around (laughs) with uh when you get to be loud on a podcast excellent so you have a bit that you've got to commit to uh i hope i hope it comes off as me having committed i i feel like i committed um yeah Oh, hello everyone. Tony P here, and this is Prime Time, the podcast where my buddy Will and I we we reimagine our favorite actual Amazon reviews, and in doing so, we try to outdo, out cringe, and crack each other up. So, without further ado, let's bring him on out, William. William. Now let's listen in on the other team. Dusty and Adi got to add Nikki to their team, and they're now being called Bananas on Bananas. Like the other team, they get to work right away brainstorming ideas. Anyway, um, yeah. yeah, so I have like a, a reputation in my circle as kind of a funny guy, but I'm not really like a, like a joke writing funny guy. Right, like <laughs> who is yeah. though? Yeah, no. I'm, I'm usually like, look at that funny looking dog, kind of funny. Do you I guys listen to much in terms of comedy like movies podcasts comedians i used to i mean i feel like the morning stream kind of fits into that category yeah Yeah. um let's just do poop jokes uh i like the idea of doing like a a round table show that you know doesn't have to be like hey here's three funny people but you know something kind of in the vein of the morning show where you know there's there's another theme to the show but 
it makes us laugh and by extension everybody else laugh yeah because if the content is funny we're gonna laugh anyways and then it'll flow a lot easier than us being like hey have you ever heard the chicken cross the road ha 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 um so we could go ahead and do a news like morning show but that's kind of dangerous just in the sense that like they run the morning stream so and jury runs night attack yeah what if we do an evening show or a weekend show yeah sure yeah just to be like a little different Mm-hmm. Like a weekend relaxed show, and we talk about uh, dumb stuff that happened during the week. But yeah, I'm I'm wondering how gimmicky we can go in terms of like the theme of our podcast, or if we just keep it really lighthearted, like oh, this is the Sunday show, and that's it, and we just don't explain it. I would say not go super crazy with the gimmicks, but yeah. uh, make the format of the show like self-evident with the kind of first story that we do. I like the idea of presenting it kind of TMZ style, like, okay, I found this story, you know, blah, 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 where we're not like reading the news story, but we're just explaining it yeah. to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that will cut out on the like, feels like it's read criticism, at least. Yeah, because there's, you can, and when you're trying to do comedy, like if you're trying to make people laugh, it really creates this bright line between this person is reading something and this person is riffing on something. And another thing too, I mean, I don't know if we'll ever get into this, but like being um, uncomfortable kind of makes it more funny. Sometimes it does it, but like sometimes it does. If you like, you know, like that's why poop jokes are funny because people are like, ah. <laughs> I love a good awkward pause. Right. Like, like this, this, yeah. this episode is Obviously a great opportunity. Obviously not super awkward, but... Well, no, but this episode is a great opportunity for there to be, like, three, four-second pauses, which would be, like, a crime. Like, Jenny would reach through the internet and kill us if we did that in any other week. But yeah. in, in an episode like this, I think, you know, it, it, it makes sense if there's a particularly, you know, dramatic or awkward or confusing or silly moment to really just let it hang. Everyone does this, I know, but I always... Like we have dogs and I will speak for them in funny voices (laughs) and uh, my partner loves it. I don't think anybody else would. I would, I don't think I, the general public is ready for that, but we all think it's (laughs) hilarious. Yeah. I feel like that's only something that works inside your own home. You gotta, you gotta have perfect for this last year. Right audience. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm the, the, I'm a very funny person in my, in my sphere of influence, which is. Yeah. Say, I'm really good with seven-year-olds, so I don't know. Nice. If that kind of Let's make it a children's humor show. <laughs> <laughs> children's humor is hard. Like how many boogers did you eat today? <laughs> the way we have done it, just as as makers, um, none of whom else? I, I am I the Black Widow? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you are. God, I might. The rest of my original team is all gone. But uh, so the way that uh, us losers did it was uh, we pretty much always came up with the title last. Okay, cool. Well, I'm glad we have an idea. Yeah, I yes. will. It's not, um, not as painful as I thought it would be. <laughs> Team Bananas on Bananas riffed on their ideas a bit more in text chats and then met with Jill Kimmel to get some tips on what's funny and what's not. Oh my God, I'm happy to be here, you guys. What kind of questions do you have? Let's see if we can get some decent answers. So what we're doing is... Um, a comedy show where we are the, the the trope is that we are a kind of like lighthearted um humorous news and review show like of the week like uh like the daily show but for like you know puppies and silliness instead okay. of you know politics and drama 
Okay, fun. We have a few kind of lighthearted stories picked out that we can just kind of banter back and forth about. And then um, we want to do like a, like a feature story with a man on the street interview that is played up much more for laughs. And um, so the chemistry part is just hard. And do we need extra layers of humor to actually make this funny or do we play it safe as long as the if it's truly scripted as long as that little script is funny anyone can do it you guys are all you know comedians improvs like of whatever degree and like i (laughs) think anyone can do it so even if you're switching up people and you get a different person on your team or whatever as long as that's well written it'll be good it should be funny everyone likes a man on the street thing right yeah i mean i think as long as you have some kind of a structure of sorts, you know, obviously it sounds like you do. You're like, one of this man on street thing or it's not like super loose. It's some kind of structure. And then like the looseness comes to your comedy and how you, you know, banter with each other. And I don't think that you need to have a ton of chemistry necessarily, because like I said, you're all like actors or improv to some degree. You can certainly fake the chemistry if it's not there. I mean, I don't know about the guys, but I don't have any acting or improv uh, skills. Sometimes that's fun too, though, because now you're like the straight man, right? You're like, the, <laughs> right, you're the, the Gracie Allen to the George Burns. You're like, what? You don't know. This comedy's happening around you and to you. And that could be really funny, too. So okay. like a level that maybe other people wouldn't think of. Maybe the other team, everyone wants to be a comedian. And on your team, you're a little more of a kind of straight man. And that could be really fun, too. So I like that okay. angle. I was going to say, I guess another idea that, that we had, but not everyone is really on board, um, of doing like, we were trying to be really professional news people, but we keep ending up with really terrible stories. And so we get really excited about them. And if you think we're going to like make it big, but the story just ends up being, uh, you know, like a tabloid or something. And so as the piece goes on, it gets slowly like realization that it's sadder, but um, that takes a lot more acting. So maybe it we does. And do you think it. that might be a little too much work? Like, cause it could be a lot of effort. That sounds like, a good idea, but it sounds like it might be a lot more effort than do you have that time? So if that's something you guys have time to do, like, yeah, that's a great layer, but it might be too time consuming. Um, yeah, yeah, like, experiencing yeah. existential dread about this performance. <laughs> well, I knew this week would come and half of me was uh, hoping that I would be eliminated before it came. But <laughs> here I am. So I the same way. I always hope that my shows are canceled, but we have to be confident about it. Yes, absolutely. No matter what you're doing. I mean, how many times have you just like walked in a room and like, you felt like, Oh my God. And you were like embarrassed or whatever. And it sucks. And you're like, Oh, if you walk in like, you know what? Yeah, it's fine. What? Yeah, I'm wearing sneakers and mom jeans and my arms look like a lunch ladies in this tank top. And I don't give a fuck. Can I get a beer? And everyone's like, Oh, <laughs> If you could walk in, in the greatest outfit and beautiful makeup and be slinking in a corner, you know, uncomfortable and people ignore you. It really is about the confidence. As usual, Tom Merritt, their podcasting coach, was around for a coaching session and to help them get focused. Hello, bananas on a bananas. Feeling funny? I'm just going to say right out of the gate, forget everything I've ever said about comedy. This is the week where you can ignore that because you're supposed to be funny. So just let loose because the only thing that's going to stop you from being funny is thinking too much about it. So just loosen up. Well, I don't know what you've said about comedy in the past. So (laughs) nothing. I've never said anything. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Comedy is the hardest thing ever. No, 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 Senator, I have no recollection of making that statement. (laughs)
kind of our idea is that we want to format it like a news show and I will be okay. playing the part of uh, kind of not, not, you know, Ron Burgundy with the voice and not the Ron Burgundy character, but the same kind of like very self-serious um, kind of news anchor. Okay. And uh, I'll be, I'll be pitching the show as though it's hard news, but uh, all the stories that I will be covering will be like a goat that escaped from a, a village in, uh, Ireland was recently found. You know, so these just, are real stories, or are you making them up? Uh, so a bit of both, a little bit of both, yeah. And uh, it'll be Nikki's first day on the job as my co-host, and uh, this will proceed to her confusion and consternation. It's like a man um, on the street. Uh, last the last bit. Yeah, exactly. And it's going to be very like silly and hammy. Uh, Audie's got uh, men of many voices. Audie has another voice queued up for this one. All right. You've got lots of good ideas. Dare I say too many good ideas. Mm. Uh, I think my, my first piece of advice is to maybe simplify this down. So try, try to focus on, do you want this to be a funny parody news cast? Do you want this to be an audio drama about, you know, Nikki's first day? Uh, and, or do you want it to be character oriented, uh, mm. you know, with, with, with funny interviews? I'm not saying you can't, do multiples of that but the more you do the harder it's going to be for you to win so have if a you focus fo at least. yeah if you focus on one part you're more likely to execute so the joke is like we're pretending it's really serious and we're doing serious reporting but the stories themselves are like oh a kitten was up in a tree and yeah yeah okay and and you ha that's going to be the hard that's going to be the biggest obstacle if you go that direction and that direction is in all of these ideas is finding the magic story that will lead the audience to think oh well this time it obviously is serious and slowly reveals itself to also be silly because we have one like that but it's from a real story i think maybe you saw it like they the bomb squad got called on this mysterious package and it ended up being kittens so something like that where you can ham it up like, oh, the bomb squad is there and it's really like action. And then actually it's just kittens. Yeah. Except take that farther. If you okay. if you want to make it a joke, you've got because everybody expects it to be the bomb squad was called for kittens. Partly maybe they heard the story. Right. Mm -hmm. So you got to make it like the bomb squad was called uh, and it turned out to be kittens, which then exploded. <laughs> OK, so make it right? like, ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Because like you're, you're, okay, you've got really the permission funny. to make it up. So you've got to subvert the expectation of the audience if you want them to laugh. The three members of Bananas on Bananas got together one last time to plan and write their show before they recorded their episode. Do we want to spend a little more time tonight picking stories? I think we can find four. I think we can go with the uh, like cute and cuddly news and then... With uh, a twist. And then, yeah, finish with... Uh, cocaine caimans yeah <laughs> that's good and we can keep the exploding kittens i think that's okay right but the kittens were terrorists so my idea this actually works because my idea was that there's so much cocaine in the water in miami that it like went into the <laughs> zoo water and the, the caimans there were like super high on cocaine um either that or they are like drug mules um because they're because of all the drug trafficking that happens in Miami. I don't know. I had to pick Miami because that's the only place where cocaines were, and I wanted the alliteration or where cocaine. Mm. What did I say? Caymans. I like the um, idea of Audie like uh, frantically describing what it was like when a bunch of coked out caymans came out of the water. 
Okay, so what's our twist uh, for the Cayman? So, like, obviously, they're cocaine Caymans, and that's scary, but what's the, like, extra step? Is it that they were captured by animal control and their bellies were full of cocaine because they were drug mules? Uh, what if they were captured by other animals? Oh, what do you mean? Uh, like the, the Caymans, you know, just come out of the water and get loose. What if they get attacked by meth gators? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or like, a, or like a, like a giant uh, toilet snake. All right, yeah, I'll, uh, I honestly want to just call it the serious news podcast or like the hard hitting news podcast. It was super on the nose. <laughs> Gravitas news. Yeah. <laughs> Extremely professional and highly talented news show. So it'll screw you and it'll be like, that was Houdini the goat and then just be done. Exactly. <laughs> that was Houdini the, the goat. <laughs> he was a goat. I, I'm, I'm just now hearing that Houdini is a goat. Yes. Uh, and that explains a lot. <laughs> do you need the goat? Then? Hey, well, I guess we've just got scripting to do. Yep. Uh, I'm going to jump off yeah. and separate my dogs and then uh, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll be back to write. And then, yeah, we can just keep uh, hacking away at it until tomorrow. After talking to Will earlier, I got a chance to ask Nikki what she thought about her long-standing team with Will being split up and forcing her to work with a new team. Hey, Nikki, how are you? Doing good. How about you, Brian? Good, good. So, uh, before we even get to the subject of Comedy Week, we had a little bit of a shuffle, and I really mean a little bit of a shuffle. It really was supposed to be a lot more, but uh, <laughs> turned out all we really did was take uh, Blue Fan Group and split the fans and yeah. uh, send one fan to the Connect Four guys and one fan to the uh, the makers. How are you doing with your 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 new team? Well, Audi was on my original Blue Fan Group team, so at least there's that. That's right. Um, yep. And Audi worked with Dusty, so we kind of make it work that way. We're recording tonight, so you'll find out if the comedy chemistry is <laughs> is running after that. But, you know, they're, they're all great people. I, Me and Will got along really well, and we became friends, so I'm sad about that. But, you know, hopefully he's doing good in his new team as well. Our um, theory is that um, Bobby made you split us up because our discord recordings were getting so long and he was <laughs> going crazy over it i know it it uh i wish you were that nefarious it really was <laughs> i really do have a box of ping pong balls here and and uh the way we have it now dusty and i are the co-host news anchors mm -hmm. and audi is going to make a small appearance as a uh, sort of an eyewitness um yeah using so his voice using uh, one of his one of his, yeah, uh, so voices. he's just really been wanting to try out his southern accent. He's from Georgia, so he's allowed to do that without it being too uh, mean or anything. And uh, we do have a story that calls for that that happens in Florida. So oh, we're, we're and I'm allowed to do that without triggering mad because I was born in Florida. So. Oh, really? So you, you moved yeah. from Florida up to New York, or did you do some other moving around before? you? Uh, in between, I spent like 15 years in Europe, which is where my accent or my weird sort of non-accent come from <laughs> yeah there's nothing weird about it i love it i don't know if it was last season or the first season but there's a clip of you saying oh, i would never switch up teams right before comedy week because that would be horrible <laughs> is there really yeah oh we'll have to find that and play it on uh, on monday oh yeah <laughs> all right well nikki uh great talking to you and i look forward to hearing what you guys turn in always good talking to you brian all right bye-bye 
This is Serious World News, your number one source for news from around the globe on EPNN, the extremely professional news network. I'm your host, Dusty. And I'm Nikki. Let's get straight into it. Our first story today takes place in Ohio, where the Butler County Sheriff's Office dispatched their bomb squad to a local dog park in Columbus. Early last Thursday, when a suspicious package was reported on the premises, the officers noticed unusual sounds coming from a black bag, and their x-ray equipment revealed what was inside. EQing a recording is tricky, and sometimes you can spend more time EQing, getting lost in the EQ void, than you can actually editing the audio. The REQ6 from Waves is the perfect tool for podcasters. This equalizer is versatile and easy to use. I've used it to add bass to a voice, remove a harsh high end, or just brighten up a dull recording. Your settings can be saved and pulled back up for any repeated use case scenario. But let me tell you, the list of loaded presets that come with this will probably cure almost any problem you have. This can be used on individual tracks or it can be used in the master. This is one of my favorite EQs. It is usually the first one I go for when I need to EQ a track. Follow the link in the show notes. Get more information about the REQ 6. Buy one. Start using it today to make your mixes sound better and do it simply and economically. Waves.com. Hey, Brian Abbott here for Rogue Amoeba's Ultimate Podcast Bundle. Listen, do you ever say no to the question, would you like fries with that? No, and you can tell from looking at me that I don't either. Give me the DVD with no bonus features, please. Yeah, I've never said that either. Well, if you love bundles like I do, Rogue Amoeba has the bundle for you. The Ultimate Podcast Bundle. It comes with Audio Hijack, which is your do-it-all recording software. It also includes Loopback, which you can use to route audio from one application to another. You get Fission, your perfect simple audio editing solution, and you get Farago, the soundboard that you need to pipe in sounds to your podcast. Each of those are the perfect solution for your podcasting needs, and it's cheaper to buy them all together than to buy them individually. And right now, Rogue Amoeba wants to sweeten the deal. Use the code TOPCAST20 to save 20% off the Ultimate Podcast Bundle. Get all four of those products, Audio Hijack, Loopback, Fission, and Farago, or if you only need one or two of those, you can use that same code TOPCAST20 to save 20% off of just the ones you need. That code again, TOPCAST20. Visit RogueAmoeba.com to learn more. For the last few weeks, you have heard me talk about the impact that the Contour Shuttle has had on my workflow. I want to talk about what each one provides to me as an editor. The Contour Shuttle V2 has 15 programmable buttons and two programmable wheels that I've also programmed to help in my editing process. The Shuttle Express has five buttons and a double wheel that is programmable as well. The buttons are laid out so that your hand can rest naturally on the shuttle or on the Shuttle Express. I was so excited about the impact that they've had on my workflow. I reached out to them and said, hey, I'm a podcaster and I love this product. I want to tell other people about it. And luckily and thankfully, they said yes. I feel like this is a tool that, that video editors have known about for a while. However, in the podcasting world, seems to be something kind of new. I am here to tell everyone 
the Contour Shallow Pro V2 has made my editing and show production a dream. And it works with all the major DAWs, and and it's fully programmable. So you can set it up however you use your digital audio workstation to mimic any of the shortcut keys or any of the things you do with clicks and pull-down menus. I highly recommend this, and I I love this product. Go to contourdesign.com, get more information on the Pro V Shuttle 2, or the Shuttle Express and find out which one works best for you and start using them today. Contourdesign.com. I'd like to thank Contour Design for providing support for this show, support for independent podcasters, and providing a Shuttle Pro V2 for the winner and a Shuttle Express for the second place finisher of this season of America's Next Top Podcasting Idol. Now that we've heard from the teams, let's hear from Tom one last time before the judging begins. Hats on Hats has a great idea. Uh, they're going to win. <laughs> that's, a, that's all there is to it. Like, they have to get in their own way not to win. They have to pick reviews that aren't funny. Uh, they have to deliver them in the wrong tone of voice. Like, basically, if they execute, uh, this, this is the golden idea because they don't have to come up with the content. They don't have to sound funny. Uh, they just have to stay out of their own way and they have to pick funny reviews and then present them to us. Like, it's the it's the genius of most successful late night uh, comedy bits is that they're not hard to construct and yet they pay off. So I'm, I'm expecting that they will do that. Bananas on and bananas. Uh, I was really worried about when I first started talking to him because it sounded like about 16 different ideas, uh, all combined into one, all of them really difficult requiring skills of 16 different people. And there are only three people. Uh, but I think maybe we, we polished it up into something that they can achieve, uh, and got them focused on the end, uh, on just doing uh, a straight parody news, uh, I love straight parody news. I hope it's not just my own predilection that's pushing them this way. And then the judges will be like, why didn't you try something different? But uh, I, th- I think they've got a, a, a good shot. And if the other team messes up, uh, they certainly have got put themselves in a position to, to execute something that is really funny because the difference between their idea and the hats on hats idea is that it's harder to execute, but it has a higher possibility of return if they execute well. Greetings and welcome to America's Next Top Podcaster. It's a masterclass in podcasting that has gotten a reality competition pie in the face. I'm your host, Brian Ibbett. And this week, the most anticipated week and the most feared week of every season, it's Comedy Week. And because creating a comedy podcast is already tough enough, we decided not to put any other restrictions on the challenge and widen the field to creating any type of comedy podcast. And as always, our judges aren't putting a lot of emphasis on whether or not they laugh, but if the show idea has legs, how it's presented and how it's produced. Speaking of judges, I hear their clown car rolling up right now. From the often hilarious but always compelling Tell It Anyway, Jenny Josephson. That's me. We missed you last week, Jenny. I know. You guys, I was uh, uh, on on vacation and it was wonderful and I didn't bring a microphone. I'm so jealous. Uh, From the always hilarious and often edgy night attack, it's Justin Robert Young. Hello, friends. Uh, Welcome back to this famous episode that happens every year because (laughs) Brian is a sick man who likes to see pain. 
Yes. And finally, from the always hilarious, but always during breakfast time, film sack, Scott Johnson. Hello, it's good to be here, comedically or otherwise. Our special guest tonight was our team's comedy coach this last week. She's a comedian, a voiceover artist, an animal rescue advocate, and someone who's clearly as much into grilled cheese as I am, Jill Kimmel. Welcome, Jill. Dear sir or madam, I am very pleased to be here tonight. (laughs) Is this recording? I think this is a recording. It was. It was. Hey, it's really me, guys. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. It's great to have you. Uh, All right, judges. So we've been doing Comedy Week for all three seasons now, and uh, it, it never gets easier when you compare it to other weeks. There's really no new skill in particular that we're teaching this week, just emphasis on skills from previous weeks. So whether or not the show's made you laugh, and we'll get to that. What other things were you looking for this week? Uh, Logic and structure. Comedy has rules just like any other genre, and they may be harder to see underneath all the alleged laughter, but it really does. If you're going to build any kind of world, it's got to have some kind of rules, even if it's only to break them. I would agree with that, and I would add that um, what I was looking for was something that understood those basic rules, that you can have a uh, a show or a piece of content designed for little kids that they'll laugh out loud at and parents will just sort of smile or smirk or barely move at all at, but they can at least respect that what they heard had the structure it needed to be something funny for someone. And I think that scales and it can scale up to be edgy or raunchy or, uh, you know, wholesome humor or anything in between. Comedy is clarity. I I think Jenny put it, Uh, very well up top but that is my biggest thing is i need to know what you're doing and uh, i i was also you know i think we said this at the end of last week's episode use your authenticity to your advantage you guys are legit strangers thrown into an interesting situation there's a lot of comedy there put that on display uh and nobody listened Jill, uh, you got to work with each of the teams uh, for coaching. What kinds of things were you looking for in their submissions? I was hoping that they would talk about how great I was in their podcast and <laughs> that they were really just couldn't even focus on anything else. Um, no, but really, I just wanted to I wanted to hear something that seems like a unique idea for a podcast. You know, there's everything out there. There's murder. There's this. I was kind of looking for, you know, uniqueness. A clever concept, clever, unique yeah. concept. Very good. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, Let's start our review with Hats on Hats. Uh, All right. You guys had prime time. Welcome, uh, Chetna, Tony P, and Will. Hey. Uh, Chetna, this was your first time editing for this competition, uh, I think, right? For for, since you've been in AMTP editing one of the shows? Yes. How did it go? I went into being a little nervous, but I think... um I feel confident. Um, I don't know what the judges has to say, but I, I really felt um, satisfied in terms of what I could do. Um, it, it was g- great back and forth also with my teammates who gave mm-hmm. me um, time and point <laughs> specific <laughs> notes that, okay, I'll go through all of them uh, based on what I could get out of. Uh, so yeah, it was all in all a great experience. 
Uh, all right. So Tony, uh, I know that for the past few weeks, uh, you and Chayton have been doing your recordings individually for the shows you've been producing, um, with comedy and riffing on each other. I know it's a lot tougher to do that. So what did, what'd you guys end up doing this week? Well, first is that it, I don't know if the judging's done yet, so I don't know if I want to give away all our secrets. Yes. Um, the scores are locked in. They cannot, I've, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to allow them to change their scores depending on what you say. Okay. Yeah. So we did a lot of it, uh, individual. I have been big on everyone just record a separate track because it usually sounds better. Um, but I don't think we can get away with that with with this. Yeah, we did individual segments and then went back and kind of um, fluffed it up, added some connective tissue, uh, did our best acting. That was a lot of the advice we got from Jill and Justin is 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 acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we went back into that part. Uh, speaking of, we we praised Jill in the the 16th minute of our show. Uh, but as you know, <laughs> yeah. there was a 15 minute limit. So right. okay. that was, Thank that you. was Brian's fault. So I can't change those scores. You said, <laughs> uh, is, was that tougher to do those parts individually? Was it a timing issue that kept you guys from recording together or some other, you know, that a lot harder. I like doing, I, I'm a weirdo. Um, a shocker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But a lot of times for me, it's easier to do it separate. But again, we do meet up and we've met plenty and then discuss it and make sure it worked. Uh, and we did have a few segments that we recorded together. So okay. it's a, a mismatch of some of it was together. Some of it was separate. Some of it appeared to be together. Uh, it's it all, it all the, appeared to be together, magic. which was why I was kind of surprised. Uh, I mean, that I think that's a testament to my editing. How- how good a job <laughs> did with the editing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that right there was the funniest thing I've heard from the show, by the way. That was fantastic. <laughs> nice job. Well, let's get to the judging. We're going to begin with Jenny. Hi, guys. How are you? <laughs> uh, my, I do have an actual question for you. Did you write these reviews yourself or did you go out and find them? No, these are real. They're real. Okay. Yeah. So at least there's that. Um, I think the problem was, is that, I don't know, you guys, I just, I had a hard time locking in on this one, was upset about this one. Like, was there a sound effect that was just like really stressful and made my ears bleed and they kept repeating (laughs) over and over and over again? Yeah, that's, that's uh, the reviews, the reviews. Let's focus on the reviews. You saved my marriage. You just can't stand working for. If you've got an aggressive noise in there that repeats, people will get angry and turn your podcast off. So that's what I have to say there. So I'm currently working on a podcast where my goal is that I want to make people throw up. Like I <laughs> I want to, this is a thing that I'm working on now and maybe it'll be out by the time that, that uh, uh, this airs or around when this airs, but there's a thing where I've done research into sounds that raise like the hair on the back of your neck and, and make you kind of like sick to your stomach. I have to say that among my research, Jenny is right. The sound of the tape being pulled while it is on theme for a show about Amazon products, uh, it is unpleasant. <laughs> I would, I would have, I would have probably gone with one of those 
pleasing like boom ba doom kind of alert sounds that you get from one of the uh the, the amazon voice assistant products my problem though is not that my problem with this show is that you guys are on the road to something that you for whatever reason by design as we f- I just found out you're allergic to and that's actual chemistry uh, the reason why I'm going to give you guys credit on this is that even though you seemed allergic to actually talking to each other in a way that felt normal and natural, you did go the extra mile to at least, uh, uh, you know, uh, pretend that there was human reactions to you guys reading this. Especially in these hard times. And and I think that's where Mr. T. Lawn from the United Kingdom was coming in when he reviewed this lobster costume. Uh, I was not able to tell that that was recorded after the fact. So uh, good job there. You're on the road, but you didn't get there. I mean, the, you wind up doing the same joke five times. And, and it was only after the third one that I got, I, I picked up on the idea that these were uh, real reviews. But you have to put that on Front Street. Like, and, and you got to give me a little bit of why I care about you guys doing it. Just give me a touch of, of what you had to do to find this thing, uh, what you would do with that product. Like just a, a little bit of something that grounds me. So now it's not just a, a, a slideshow on a blog where I'm reading these things myself in my own head. Uh, I'm reading you guys are reading my friends, my the people that I want to hang out with, because that's so much of what audio comedy is. All right. Thank you, Justin. Scott. All right. Take it from somebody who every day gets on the air with Brian Ibbett here and does a morning show. And a huge part of what we do is take stuff we found somewhere and riff on it. So whether it's news stories, Florida man did a dumb thing or can you believe they're doing anal swab tests in China or whatever? Sign me up. Uh, we know all about taking that stuff and working with it and fiddling around with it and making it funny, um, even if it's not inherently funny. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that approach. In fact, of the two shows this week, yours uh, edged out and was the one I would prefer, mainly because I can see that that's, that that's there. It's within reach. My biggest problem with the premise is Amazon reviews, especially those, and one of those I'd read before, specifically the one about the candy, because um, mm. I think it may have been hit by that candy. Because I think honestly. you actually bought that candy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it strikes me that those are probably also not real, um, or or what those are, are, you know, people are are gaming the system and saying, hey, they, there's these huge long-form reviews on Amazon. I'm going to use it to do an essay and we're going to make it, it'll, it'll meme itself out and become viral. And-, and I knew I must return to the ocean. I scuttled under desks, snipping shoelaces and power cables alike with my super strength lobster hands of fearsome crustacean power. <laughs> I reached for the tap and removed it with one swift chop. To the point that everybody will want to write these big, long, crazy essays that are comedic in their own way, but not necessarily representative of truth. So, so what the problem is, it's a little bit like too many layers of meta. It's either you're, because you're, Scott's 100% right. These are creative mm-hmm. writing things. So they're mm-hmm. already going to be funny. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, the read on the poop one was great. And then it happens. A little innocent toot here, a whistler there, oh. and then oh. cramps to rival that final scene from Braveheart <laughs> where they disemboweled Mr. Wallace. 
it was that was a that was a, a a good recitation of a creative writing thing the the issue is not i mean again and this is where comedy is hard because like you could go a bunch of different versions of this but the the thing that seemed the most natural to me is you build to one read like that's your big finale and if you guys had done a thing about candy and you were talking back and forth and blah 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 and then you're gonna build to this one read and then that was the read that's baby you got a stew going uh, uh but the way it is it was the second read and then we did three more of the exact same joke thank you uh, scott and justin uh jill um hi guys yes i agree i I actually also liked this podcast better than the other one. And I like the idea of it. I like the reading, but it they are real reviews. I mean, whether they're real reviews or not, somebody else wrote them. So it's kind of like you just took somebody else's jokes and told them and didn't like, I wanted to see more banter between the two of you guys about the, so instead of doing eight reviews or however many it was that you did, Maybe just do two and then like talk about this guy really thought this, da, 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 you know, like a review commenting positively or negatively of the review seemed like it could. I just felt like there was no punchline. I was like, OK, I'm listening to the review. And what are they going to say at the end? Nothing. They move on to the next review. Like that's how I was like, oh, I wanted to hear more of you guys and less of just reading what somebody else said. Which has another name. Actually, <laughs> you know, like if you're not going to comment on something, then you're just appropriating their work. Yeah, kind of. It's a little bit like, um, like, did you just karaoke my comedy? It's like, you know, yeah. you just saying, oh, I, th- I heard this joke that was really funny. You're like, all right. Yeah, I, I, to, to go a little deeper, I think if you the way that these are written, because they're clearly, again, just to reiterate, these are not reviews in a traditional sense of being reviews, but there are plenty of people who are outraged because their printer ribbon broke or their whatever mm-hmm. kind of review mm-hmm. you want to find. You can find garbage reviews that are, you know, legitimate and earnest. And then it require it requires you though. It requires you to have the banter. It requires you to not just read it on the face of it. It mm-hmm. needs you to interject and say, this is why this is funny. Or let me tell you about this time that a happened to be. All right. Thank you. Uh, hats on hats uh, for that. All right, let's get bananas on bananas in here. Adi, Dusty, and Nikki. First off, I love the idea of inserting a sponsor, specifically uh, the Orange Side ad from the uh, sponsorship challenge a couple of weeks ago. Serious World News is brought to you by Orange Sight. What made you guys decide to to do that? We thought it was funny. We knew it was kind of a kind of a risk. Like, I mean, it was for Adi and I. It was a chance to get another bite at an apple that nobody liked uh, the first time around. And um, maybe it was like, wouldn't do it for a show uh, just for the general public. But I I think in this case, given the audience, we thought it would be meta and we thought it would be funny. Um, All right. Now let's talk about the stories that you picked for the show. Were these real stories that you added funny elements to or were they completely made up from? Uh, It was a combination. There were some real, some semi-real and some completely fake. All right. Well, let's get to Justin. Let's start with you. (laughs) That's a great sound. So let me just start here. News parody is really, 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 really hard. If you look at the top level practitioners 
that are doing it and you actually watch them do any kind of, you know, uh, run through or monologue or anything like that. If they bat over 400, it's they're great. They're amazing. Like, like the funniest people to ever do it regularly bomb on those jokes. So the fact that you pick this is certainly audacious. It's it's one of the hardest things to do. You also did yourself no favor in not grounding it in anything. This wasn't a thing where you were finding funny stories and commenting on it. This wasn't a thing where you were totally making a bunch of things up. And it was very, very clear. Like you just said, this was something that you guys mixed and matched on, which gives me no North Star to look at. And comedy is clarity. I need to know where the joke is or else I will spend all my time trying to find where the jokes are. Uh, this was confusing. It, I didn't know where we were do- going to like actual archive sound. And it just basically runs up my leg and I'm like, okay, squirrel, hello, what are you doing? And if the archive sound was from the actual story and then somebody randomly did an accent. As soon as anybody gets near her, she's disappeared again. Uh, uh, it, it was just all over the place. Thank you, Justin. All right, Scott. Okay. I also like the use of the orange site ad spot. The problem I had with the use of the orange site ad spot was that you played it too straight. Orange site provides small business owners with the drive to name their idea, build a beautiful online presence, attract customers, and manage their business. This would have been a really great opportunity on a couple of levels to make fun of overall the general idea of these, you know, Squarespace style ad you hear on every podcast anywhere, uh, a, a better chance to do a send up there, but also a chance to rub it in the judges' faces a little bit and to make us go, oh, no, this is a callback to that thing that we were so hard on them about. With a huge staff of writers like SNL has, for somebody like Norm MacDonald to get out there and kill it every week, takes this combination of that back end of writers, that kind of support uh, that you don't get to see, and also this like bit of self-effacement that you can't deny where if something bombs, it doesn't bomb anyway because he knows how to take a bomb and exploit that bomb to his benefit. Um, unfortunately, I just didn't feel any of that stuff here. Um, I just came away kind of going, oh, oh, oof. And by the time the accent rolled around, I was really, really having a hard time. And look, I'm a guy who does dumb accents in the morning all the time. But there's there's a context to it. I couldn't find it here. All right. Uh, Jenny. Okay. So many thoughts. Um, We talked about how comedy has logic and rules, but jokes have structure, right? And there, there are common structures to every joke. uh, And then like you've make a variety on them. You don't do the same structure of joke over and over again. And the basic structure of every joke on this was, we don't know what we're talking about, but it's a pet. And, you know, like, it, if it's a show about pets and, and weird pet stories, make it about pets. Like, I don't understand why it wasn't the Weird Pet News podcast. Nothing that goes nine minutes long is that funny. Like, I, I, I'm not going to tell you who said this, but somebody in my text chain said, if they had just gone full Monty Python and said, we interrupt this podcast to bring you a breaking announcement and then played a really long 30-second fart, it would have been, and I paraphrase here, funny. And I, I say this not to be mean, but I say it to say that comedy 
And a comedy podcast is your one chance to be utterly audacious, right? Don't do the daily show. You're never going to do it as well as they do. Don't even do the Onion News Network. Like, be audacious. The concept of, I don't know, say, exploding kittens. The bag contained a mother cat and her three kittens, which immediately detonated when the bag was open. It's not funny to really anyone unless you're really making the joke about the game or you're just saying a bunch of kittens got out of a bag in a dog park and the dogs went bananas. And that's like fifth grade funny. And I would accept that because all levels of funny are different. And as long as they're right for their audience. Right. So it was just flying around in a, in a morass of faulty premise. Thank you, Jenny. Uh, let's go over to Jill Kimmel. You know, it was really well put together. Like it sounded good. It was crisp and concise. I wasn't like, you know, it wasn't, it was well produced as were both of them, but yeah, I just felt myself going, what's the joke? Like they're reading stories that are supposed to be serious, but they're literally just like what Jenny was saying, like they're about animals. So I was like, okay, is this an animal? I also had to rewind this one. Like, am I missing something? It was that this was missing something. It was like, there was no actual comedy delivered, just that some of the stories were absurd and it was like dry. Like Mm -hmm. stand-up comedy and written structured to be recorded comedy are two very different things. Like That is very true. So don't feel bad about that. Like an open mic where, look, like if we're going to talk about improv, like improv has rules of games, right? And all of those games have rules and the rules make it funny and then breaking the rules make it funny. So I do not expect you guys to be like comedy geniuses because just this week it's comedy week. And I would argue, to be perfectly honest, I know I was a little bit salty, but uh, I liked this one better because it had rules I could follow. It just wasn't quite there and it didn't have the right wrapping paper around it. But in terms of the the, the idea that you were doing, I, I thought it was the better one. Very good. All right. Well, let's jump into the scoring here and talk about our winner for the week, our winning team. Uh, Again, it was, you know, divided uh, between the judges as far as uh, favorites on both sides. The team that ended up with the most points was Hats on Hats. Congratulations uh, on primetime podcast i think just some tweaking right would would be enough to turn this thing into a um a podcast that's actually got legs and whether or not that's using different types of reviews doing reviews on the reviews or uh making sure you guys are all in the same room recording i don't know but just with a little bit of tweaking i think that would be uh this this show um uh could easily be something that i personally would subscribe to yeah, just put a little more of your own personality into it on both shows. Very good. All right. This is the point of the show where uh, the judges and I jump over to the deliberation room. We're going to uh, quickly talk about, uh, well, cheese, what kinds of cheese we like specifically. And we'll come back with a decision on what kind of cheese we all like. All right. Bananas on Bananas uh, is our losing team this week. We've got Audie, Dusty, and Nikki. Audie was responsible for the Florida man uh, voicing uh, also the other accents. Dusty was uh, one of your two hosts involved and also involved with the editing. And Nikki was our host. That right. script thing where no one took credit. Right. Everybody scripted. All write their own parts, I, I assume. I, I must have glazed over by the time the accents happened. 
the accents happen and were they bad? Hosts always being responsible if the thing is not working because it hasn't yeah. come out of their mouths. Yeah. They should say something. Audie was the guy who did the Florida man. No, 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 no. Yeah, I don't want him. I want the guy who did like his Irish accent as 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 the newsreader. Comedy is dependent beyond whether or not the joke is funny. It's dependent on the rules. It's dependent on on what you're trying to go at, and it's dependent on whether or not you're consistent with it. Uh. If you're throwing accents in to cover your lack of comedy, you've lost the game. Oh, poor Audie. All right. <laughs> All right. We're back in. So bananas on bananas, of course, uh, just uh, through through basic math, you figured out that uh, you were the losing team this week. Uh, and it was a tough discussion for the judges. You know, basically, they had to look at everything. They had to look at um, the scripting. They had to look at uh, the, the delivery by the hosts. But the one area that really stood out to them as kind of the, 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 the biggest offense was the newscaster stepping out of their role as delivering the news to do an Irish accent. It was um, out of character. It was out of... uh, uh, It was... It broke the rules of logic. And unfortunately, that means... Dusty, uh, we're, we're having to... Uh, let's say goodbye to you tonight. I'm afraid. Yeah, I kind of figured. It's it's so tough when we're down to six people because we love we love all six of you, and we say that every week. But uh, <laughs> the more we Dude, get to know you, the more I, I, I promise you, he actually means this, even though it's starting to sound I, like he says it every time. I, I promise you, knowing Brian as I know him, he actually means it when he says it. <laughs> I do totally mean it. Not like previous seasons. There were a lot of people in season one. I was really no. I'm just kidding. oh no. <laughs> just kidding. To get rid of just oh, can we please cut the dead weight? It is. It's been so great having you as part of this competition. And uh, uh, thanks for having me. This has been uh, a real time. You know, I I said initially that I wanted to do something that took me out of my comfort zone. And this was that. So thanks for uh, thanks for the ride. The the worst part about it and Dusty, what ultimately has you leaving this week is part of the insidious element of comedy in general. It's not just this challenge. It's it's comedy. And that is when you've hit a discordant note, the more effort you put into it the 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 more it strangles you that's what ultimately makes comedy difficult and it is my belief that it's what makes comedy rewarding when it's good because inherently as humans we know that we need to reward somebody for getting through this booby-trapped room uh what, what you've done so far on this competition is something that you should be very 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 proud of it's only because this has to be something where people go home, that you're going home. And uh, uh, the reason why says nothing about your skill as a podcaster or your ability to create really, really great stuff. Uh, this is just a really hard, uh, a hard challenge and, and you should not feel bad about it. Let's talk about next week's challenge. Uh, so first off, before we can get to that, as they say on other reality competition shows, uh, drop your buffs. Or uh, Hell's Kitchen, you've earned your black jackets. Yeah, the time of team competition in this season is over. And from this point forward, you're all going to be playing as individuals. 
Now, onto the challenge. Most podcasters have the protective veil of the editing room. Chaitna, you saw it this week. You can do as many takes as you want, smooth out the rough spots in your sound quality, filter out background noise. You guys have all benefited from the audio version of airbrushing your blemishes away for these podcasts week after week. But... Not all podcasters operate that way. Some podcasters, those in this very room who work in a live streaming setting, only have one take to get it right. Uh, They sink or swim on their ability to prepare ahead of time, and they think on their feet in the moment. So you might get from that that our next challenge might be to force you to do a podcast episode in one continuous take with no editing. But you'd be wrong. Because even those podcasters have a certain amount of control over what happens. Sometimes you don't have much control at all. In fact, sometimes as a podcaster, you need to go onto somebody else's show to promote and you lose virtually all control. In those situations, you're going to live or die on your ability to think on your feet, engage the hosts in an entertaining and engaging way, and make them feel like you are a worthwhile addition to their show and their content. So, for your challenge this week, you'll be appearing as a guest on the daily live show, The Morning Stream, hosted by none other than Scott Johnson and me. You're going to be appearing on an actual episode of our show for an 8-10 to minute guest spot promoting your podcast. The podcast you promote can be real or not. Maybe it's one that you currently do, or maybe it's one that you plan to do in the future. Either way, you're going to treat it as it's a currently running show and promote it. Scott is going to be judging you as the host of the show, and the other judges are going to get to hear a recorded version of your guest spot. Uh, You're also going to be judged by the audience of TMS. Audience members will be given a score sheet and asked to rank you as well. There's no editing this week, so enjoy your time off from that. Um, But don't think that that means you get to take a break. Start preparing your promotion. Get ready to respond to the rambling antics of me and Scott and take this as an opportunity to finally let people know who you are and how you can stand on your own. You're going solo from here on out. So this is your chance to kind of really shine as a solo performer. Uh, This week, you're also going to get a bonus along with Tom. You're going to get a bonus coach on Wednesday. He's the assistant producer of Daily Tech Headlines as part of the Daily Tech News Show umbrella. And so your individual uh, coaching sessions will actually be with Tom and Rich Straffolino together on Wednesday. That's not enough, is it? Let's give you something else. They've added a bonus prize to sweeten the pot this week. The winner of this week's challenge also gets an internship opportunity with Tom and Rich on Daily Tech Headlines. This is, uh, I, I don't have to tell you, this is an amazing opportunity and would really give you some incredible experience working behind the scenes on a show that really forces you to think on your feet. Uh, judges, thinking on your feet, uh, what will you guys be looking for in their live interviews with uh, Scott and I? Ease and comfort, even if you don't feel it. Uh, I guess I'm the prime example of someone who goes into situations like this uh, when I do it, and I feel neither ease nor comfort, but I can portray <laughs> it. I can show it. And that's all that matters. Come in there and be ready to have a good time. Even if inside you're being eaten up by nerves or just, oh, I'm not prepared. Or what if you ask me this question? Let, let the energy come to you. <laughs> so, that's, right. that's the biggest thing with any kind of interview. And, you know, uh, uh, as somebody who has, you know, been on TMS for a while now as a guest, uh, part of it is understanding that this is not 
your show. This is their show. You have to fit in. And it took me months, really, to to find out where I fit in into that. Let the energy come to you and you will be fine. Um, Jill, obviously, we want to send people to jillkimmel.com where they can find sure. all your stuff. Anywhere else you want to send folks? Um, just uh, Twitter. It's me, Jill Kimmel. I'm on there. I'm, I usually promote shows on there and that kind of stuff. I'd love to meet people and see people. I'm fully vaccinated, so <laughs> I will be traveling again. Don't judge me and be like, why doesn't she have a mask on? Because I'm vaccinated, people. So, you know. Thank you so much, Jill. Uh, big thanks to uh, Jill Kimmel and all of our judges, our guest uh, guest coach, Jill Kimmel. Big thanks to Tom Merritt, Hammond Chamberlain, Bobby Frankenberger working behind the scenes, uh, Monica and Alex also uh, uh, putting together interviews. Of course, our executive producer, Hammond Chamberlain, and me, Brandon Bitt, your host. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time right here on America's Next Top Podcaster. So I'm out. I'm a really competitive guy and I really wanted to win. And I was mostly hoping that I would get out of the group round so that I could show off what I can do. Because I really didn't get to make much of the kind of content that I have in the past or really flex any of the podcasting muscles that I've built up over the years. But then the reality is my team never won a challenge and we were on the bottom twice before I got the axe. There were moments in this process that I was proud of, but I mean, if I'm being honest, I liked our work about as much as the judges did, which is to say, not very much. I said from the very beginning that I wanted to be taken out of my comfort zone, and I was. And I'm sad right now, because I hate losing, but I'll get over it. And if I'm still being honest, everyone who's left is so talented that I feel like the judges got this one right. Thank you for listening to America's Next Top Podcaster. This show brought to you by the lovely team headed by your host, Brian Ibbett. Follow Brian at Coverville on Twitter. Hammond Chamberlain as our executive producer. Follow Hammond at J Hammond C. Bobby Frankenberger as our producer. Follow Bobby at GM Funky Town. Lady Monica Stone as social media and community manager. Follow Monica at Wicked Kitten 13. Alex Albisu as our contestant interviewer and Patreon manager. Follow Alex at Alex Albisu. And I'm Gidget Von LaRue from Season 1. And you can follow me at Gidget Von LaRue. Consider becoming a patron of the show by going to patreon.com forward slash top podcaster. Make sure to follow the show at Podcasting Idol. And visit our website at americasnexttoppodcaster.com for everything else.